the Extraordinary Moms podcast. I'm Jessica Dawkins, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way, and we should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hello, everybody. I have a very practical episode for you today. Have you ever found yourself kind of at odds with knowing what goals to set, how to achieve them, what your purpose is, what you enjoy anymore when you've worn the motherhood hat for so many years? Well, my guest today is Whitney English. She is the author of a book that's coming out next week called A More Beautiful Life. And her background is in interior design, but she's also developed this system called the HEART method, H-E-A-R-T, that is an acronym for how she believes we can more effectively set goals and accomplish those goals. And it's not like a goal that you're going to check off, but it's more of a lifestyle that you want to create, prioritizing your values and making sure that the things that matter most to you are incorporated as an active part of your life. I absolutely love her approach to empowering yourself to create the life that really lights you up and ultimately is a life that you model for your family as one of great joy and fulfillment. So let's get to my conversation with Whitney English. All right. I'm so excited to be chatting with Whitney English today. Hi, Whitney. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Where am I speaking to you from? I am in Oklahoma City. Awesome. Are you from there? Uh, pretty much. I was born in Texas, but okay. raised. Yeah. So you're a, a Midwesterner. I love yes. that. I love that. I'm a California girl. So, but we've kind of lived all over and the most Midwest we've gone is Ann Arbor, Michigan. And they do call that the Midwest, which, or no, they call that the East coast. What do they call that? What, what is Michigan? But it, it didn't I feel, feel right. Michigan is the Midwest. Okay. Yeah. It just didn't feel right either way. Like uh-huh. we're not far enough East, but also uh-huh. we're not like in the Midwest type feel but right. I loved it I love that part of the country and there's some Oklahomans that might even consider ourselves to be in the south okay I would I, I is, would give you that which is interesting but yeah we're we're definitely in the middle yeah well, I love it I love it that's so awesome well Whitney I'm so excited to be chatting with you today you are a woman who wears many hats and has many talents but uh, will you just give a little background on yourself and your family for people that don't, don't know you yet I'm married to David. We've been married for 14 years, and we have three adorable children most of the time. Mm-hmm. Our oldest is, his name's Birch, and he is 12. Our middle son is Truett, and he is 11. And our daughter is Charlie, and she is nine. So, Okay, can we just stop and talk about the baby names? Fantastic yes. names. How Thanks. how did you land on these names? Obviously less conventional than some, but gorgeous. Tell me tell Thank me more. You. Birch is a family name mm-hmm. and it actually means bright and shining. We mm-hmm. spell it just like the birch tree. Mm-hmm. And so we just knew that we wanted to name him Birch. And then um Truett is an English name. It's not really a specifically a family, but whenever I was pregnant with Birch, we heard the name Truett and we just, we would want to use it if we had another boy. 
And then Charlie's name, Charlie is actually short for Charlton, and Charlton is a family name as well. You and have so, some fun family names. Mine are not that interesting. <laughs> well, um, we had to, we did have to dig a little bit. Yeah. Um, we didn't have very many family names nearby. Love um, that. Yeah. But. That's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, so tell me about mother your motherhood journey for you. How has motherhood evolved for you? Was it what you thought it would be? I went into motherhood, I think, a little bit differently than a lot of people. I never really allowed myself to want kids. Hmm. Um, so I think a lot of people say, oh, you know, I'm going to get married and then I'm going to get pregnant or, you know, then we're going to adopt or whatever the, their strategy is going to be. And I just got married and said, I'm just not going to overthink this. I owned my own business. I had, I had owned my own business for several years already. Um, and so whenever I got married, but I, I got pregnant, um, after we'd been married nine months and then I got pregnant again after (laughs) when that baby was nine months old. And then I got pregnant again when that baby was nine months old. Oh my gosh. And then my doctor said, uh, we're going to do something about birth control because you have high blood pressure whenever you're pregnant. Anyway, she, I had a choice. It wasn't like she just told me. Yeah. I have a victor and she just was like, you are at your capacity on this. So, um, love them dearly. There was a time when I would have had a fourth, but my husband said, no, he is a hands-on dad. Uh, he does school drop-off, school pickup. He loves it. He loves being in the car. He loves driving around. He's a real estate agent, so he can. My kids are really, really close to him, which is just incredibly precious. He's a neat human and just loves us so, so well. Mm. So I'm really privileged to have him as part of our lives. Hey, everyone. I want to jump in real quick and thank a show sponsor, and that is Crispy Green. I literally just finished packing up my kids' lunches, and I don't know about you, but as I'm trying to decide what to put in their lunches, I'm always torn between the easy package stuff and the stuff that I know is healthy and good for them. But Krispy Kreme makes it so you don't have to make that decision because this incredible company makes the best dehydrated fruit and the crispy fruit snacks retain over 95% of their nutrients of fresh fruit. So it's easy to package up in their lunches and yet you know they're getting all of that nutrition. Our snacks are 100% pure fruit and it tastes like a chip. It's a great alternative. You guys trust me when I say the flavor profile of these snacks pack a punch. My personal favorite is the apple and the strawberry and my kids too. They cannot get enough of the sweet, sweet strawberry. Crispy Green snacks are 100% pure freeze-dried fruit. There's no added sugar, additives, or preservatives. And Crispy Green is the number one freeze-dried fruit brand in the country. Like I said, with no sugar added and a three-year, 36-month shelf life, yeah, it is so great to add to your food storage or just add to your pantry for a quick snack. You can try Crispy Green for yourself by going to shop.crispygreen.com and you can use code TNT15 for 15% off all of their products. Again, that's shop.crispygreen.com and use code TNT15 for 15% off your order. Thanks again for sponsoring the show. Now let's get back to it with Whitney. Two things. One, that's awesome that he's so hands-on and and a great example in that way. And two, I love how you're speaking of him. And I think we underestimate the power of 
that example of acknowledging the strengths of our spouse, of praising them, of not only asking them to play a really important role in our kids' lives, but also celebrating that and being appreciative in the same way that a husband is often supportive of, of a wife in that way. Right. And I think that is huge. We, and I yeah. definitely could even, you know, really work on that. I like to say, if I think a compliment, I need to say it. Love that. But the, the flip is also true. I, I can be very critical as well. It's like, cause if I think of a criticism or just a way something, you know, I don't want and like I'm always walking around spewing compliments and sweetness and light because <laughs> um, we definitely have our cranky moments that I'm really proud of him for. We have done a lot of marriage therapy. We've done a lot of personal development work each. Um, and he's just um, really a great dad. Yeah. So. Yeah. Most awesome parents and awesome people in marriages don't, that doesn't happen by accident. It takes a lot of <laughs> mm-hmm. intention and a lot of work. And I love to hear of a family's willing to, to do that in order to, to have a great result. So that is just so, so, so wonderful. So now that I know a bit more about nine months, nine months, nine months, <laughs> the, the theme of you wanting to address potential burnout for mothers, it makes a little uh-huh. bit more sense. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow. You were in the thick of it for a, for a while there, right? And now your passion is a interior design that's been something that's been a long passion for you but also just creating a beautiful life right yeah. tell, tell me about that how that's evolved um well the interior design thing has been a passion uh since i was i my mom saved everything and i have drawings of floor plans that i did at age eight mm-hmm. and then there were always files of haven magazine shelter magazines on our couple I recently subscribed to the British House and Garden because I realized how influential magazines were in developing my interests. And I just, we don't live in a day and age where there are magazines on people's coffee tables anymore. Mm-hmm. And I want my kids to experience the joy of um, just being able to flip through those and learn different things. So that was influential to my formative years. And then I majored in interior design and then. 9-11 happened and the bottom fell out of the interior design market. Mm-hmm. So there were, here I was like six months out of undergrad school and there were no interior design jobs to be had at all. So, um, I did knew how to do after working at a stationery store for, um, off and on eight years, all the way through high school and college. And I started a wholesale stationery company and started, started printing, And, um, I always say that company did fabulously well until it didn't. And then it went down in a ball of flames. Hmm. And I talk about the day I got this letter in the book. Um, I got a letter that basically said it's a complicated legal thing to explain, but, um, it was from a lawyer and we had to pay back some money that a client had previously played at paid us because of their, their bankruptcy. So mm-hmm. that meant since we didn't have any money, <laughs> we were going to have to file bankruptcy. Oh my and I came home and I told David, I was eight and a half months pregnant just to let you know where we were with that nine months, nine months, nine months timeline. Ugh. And it was just, it was really, really awful. I don't even think I'd go into 
because I don't talk about the impacts on our relationship, on our marriage in the book. I just talk about the fact that my life was out of control. It was deeply, I, I don't even, I don't want to use the word wounding because we recovered it, but it was yeah, trying. It was, it was trying for sure. There, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, that's a great word. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's where, and all that, because I thought that I was supposed to set goals. Like mm-hmm. I was following this smart goal setting method, just absolutely convinced that this would turn our life around. It's going to turn our life around. It's going to turn our life around. And after two years of doing that, I just, I got that letter in the mail and I was like, my life is a disaster. Right. <laughs> a right. Disaster. So anyway, cleanup began and that's sort of, um, where that's what I talk about in the book. It's just how I part and developed this acronym and it became a, a new way of living and looking at life. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a mom listening who's at a crossroads. Maybe it's mm-hmm. not as devastating as getting a legal document saying, mm-hmm. oh, like you're you're in a lot of, you know, in, in mm-hmm. this, is, this is a problem. We need to make a change. But maybe it's just your season of life is changing. Maybe you don't know what your goals are. Maybe you're not a goal setter and you're like, what do I even like? And so I love this heart method that you have developed and that you explain in your book, A More Beautiful Life. So Talk to me about the heart method. Walk me through those steps and kind of, yeah, how it's different than just traditional goal setting. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's really different. I I refer to it as goal living instead of goal setting because I'm still an ambitious and I still have dreams and things that I want to make happen and a message that I want to, to share with this world. And I do think that there is a certain personality type that does do really well with what I refer to as traditional goal setting, like the smart method of setting goals. There is a personality type that loves to make charts and track everything and uh, just really get granular. And just, they really love to push themselves. And then there is the rest of us. Um, and we are just tired and we just don't want to be tired mm-hmm. and we're overwhelmed and we just don't want to be overwhelmed. And for that mom that's listening, I, the message I would want to give her is just, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to set goals. Like you're not missing out on anything because you don't have a habit tracker. You know, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not less than you're not really for two years of my life. I kind of gave up the whole goal setting thing. Heart was heart. Wasn't I, yes, I was trying to look at my goals from a different angle whenever I developed it, but it was more just, I was trying to create a way to remember all the things that I needed to do to live a more beautiful life. And I'm not talking about rocket science or anything like mm-hmm. the first letter H stands for help your in the form of help yourself are sleep, water, nutrition, and movement. So we're not talking about like more things to do or a longer to do list or a completely different life strategy. We're talking about just, I, it, sounds so elementary that I will be the first person to admit, like, I, I needed that. I needed a very basic way to remember as a busy mom that if I hadn't had sleep, that that was going to, that 
was one reason why I was tired. Mm-hmm. Um, if I hadn't had water, if I'd been drinking too much soda or whatever, I wasn't fueling my body. If I hadn't eaten something nutritious, again, like not fueling my body the right way. Um, and if I wasn't getting any movement, how am I going to be the best person for my family? And how am I going to restore my, if I don't do those really, I mean, it sounds so simple, but I wasn't paying attention to those things and I needed something to remind me and call, call that to my attention. Yeah. So if the fundamentals Um, are not being done, none of the rest is going to be able to just fall into place. Like you're not going to achieve the bigger things if those fundamentals are not being met. Right. Yeah. And I was jumping, I was jumping straight over the fundamentals. I think a lot of us do. Because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Right. Right. Yeah. And if anything a super, if, if anything, a super mom can get by on less sleep. A super mom can get by on less water. A super mom can get by on, oh, I haven't eaten and it's 2 p.m. Like, ugh. Like, a super mm-hmm. mom doesn't need to shower every day because you get more done if you take that time with something else. But that's just, come on. Like, have you seen any flourishing yeah. mom who really forgoes any of those things? Yeah. Right. Like you can sacrifice yourself, and as as mothers, we all do, and we do run on less than because we can, and we're awesome, and you know, there. I, I talk about that in the book. Like we we can do more with less, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean we should. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't mean we have to. Yeah. Okay, so help yourself. Then the next is yes. empower yourself. What? How is that yes. different than help yourself? So we move from a physical well-being, a focus on physical well-being to a focus on emotional, mental, Mm. and spiritual well-being. And the three checkpoints I use for that are heart, soul, and mind. And what I've done for myself in this area is just developed practices that we can also call those disciplines if you want to, but just practices that help me recenter myself emotionally. One thing I will also say is that sometimes when I'm having a bad day and I start to use the heart acronym as a reset point, I don't even really and truly, it's one of those first four things that's wrong. I sometimes I don't even get to E empower. A lot of times the reason why I'm having a bad day is because I'm not rested. I've been eating like crap. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not drinking enough water and I need to get some endorphins moving in my body and, you know, sunshine, some vitamin D or something. Mm-hmm. So very often I feel like I can just look at age and say, this is going to be a reset for my day. But if I do those things and I'm still struggling, um, which actually happened this week, mm-hmm. I did those things and then came back, uh, got back home from my walk and the kids came home from school and I kind of just lost it again. Um, and so then I kind of have to dig deeper and this is the heart, soul and mind thing. Mm. So the three things that I do are read, write and pray. Mm-hmm. Were you going to say something? No. And, and I think for different ones of us, mm-hmm. different things matter more than others. So if, if the spiritual component is feeling lacking, maybe more sleep can help lead to that. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling physically drained, okay, then I need to pour more time into the nutrition part of it. So kind of looking at how the mental part can impact maybe some of those foundational things too. Yeah, and in some ways, whenever I was putting the acronym together I and writing the book, we, we I was talking a lot in, the, in my writing. It was very hard. Oh my gosh, the back door just blew up. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> 
let me be an extraordinary mom and yeah. shut it <laughs> properly. <laughs> so when I was writing the book, um, it was it, it does come back to mindset so often. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a great book by Carol Dweck called Mindset, and a lot of moms on this podcast might have heard it because it, it's a I think they do training for teachers and things like, you know, so lots of times you'll see uh, things on a bulletin board in the school about having a growth mindset or, you know, there's something about harnessing the power of your thoughts that really change the trajectory of your choices and, and therefore the results that you get in life. And it's just those three things. It's like, what, what's going on with my emotions? have I acknowledged my emotions today? Um, what thoughts are running through my head? What story am I telling myself? What narrative is playing over and over? Um, and sometimes just calling that out can help you get over it. Like call, you know, just naming it and saying, I've also done this in the past week. Actually, I think probably I did this on the day that I was beating myself up. I just, I just said like, I am overwhelmed. I am overwhelmed. There's so much going on. I cannot get a handle on things and I don't understand how other people do. I, right. All these perfect people on Instagram, like where are they coming from? How do they do this? And then the last thing is just pray. And I love, I come from a faith background and I love this idea. I read about it in um, a book by Elizabeth Elliott. It's called Passion and Purity. It's about bringing your love life under Christ control. My mom gave it to me to read when I was a teenager. But my takeaway from that book is it's less about my love life and more about just learning to bring my life under Christ control or like just let him have control. And in that book, she talks about taking a broken heart and giving God the pieces. Mm-hmm. So under E empowering myself, whenever I find myself emotionally or mentally struggling, I kind of gather up all those pieces and then I can just take them and just leave them at the Lord's say, I've been carrying this stuff around all day and I've got to let it go because I can't fix it. But maybe you can. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes unless we really intentionally set those things down some of those mm-hmm. things just kind of run in the back of our mind and drain our energy and drain our capacity without us even being aware of it. So I think that awareness part is huge. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You're right. And and just, I mean, it sounds so simple, but yeah. like a practice as small as making a list of things and then throwing the list away or burning it yeah. or writing a letter to somebody and then not sending it if you're dealing with, um, hard feelings towards someone, yeah. but, but yeah, we, I think our brains, our minds just really love on to some of that stuff when we need to be treating it like reading those thoughts, uh, we need to be acknowledging them, but then, and especially the emotions to, to be emotionally healthy, but then we need to be treating them like sticks in a stream, which is going to let them go by. We don't have to pick up every stick in the stream that's when swims through our mind, you yeah. know? That's so good. Okay, so help yourself, empower yourself. Next is all your people. What does that mean? I mean, we're talking about our people, you know, our kids, our spouse, like the the people that we love, the the people that make our lives beautiful. Um, And, you know, 
with heart, it's thankfully like when I do H and E, I'm a better person for my people. Um, when I have taken care of myself physically and then emotionally and mentally and spiritually, I can, I can be better for, uh, my people. But mm-hmm. in terms of like being a mom and making a to-do list and like trying to figure out what comes next, if I'm making a to-do list for my day, the, one of the questions that I need to ask myself before I ask myself questions about what I need to do for, is what, what do my people need with, with David, my husband, like that's just, what does our relationship need? Do we need a conversation? Does, do we need, normally I feel like it's communication that mm-hmm. we need. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my kids, like who test and who has a paper due next month and who has a project going on and are they getting to music lessons on time in the afternoon? And do we need to find a tutor for this, this thing? And so, and that is where a hundred percent David is. I just have to, once again, go back. He, he helps keep that part of our life. So in balance, he is an extrovert and he loves people right now. He's at the kid's school volunteering for a special lunch that they're having. He's like one of the only dads that, that does it, but he can like set up tables and put up chairs and move stuff. And so the other moms uh, love having his help. I bet. Yeah. That's amazing. And so so what would you say to somebody who would love their husband to be more of a partner in parenting Mm. and maybe it doesn't come as naturally to them? I go back to that. Like you compliment it when you see it. Yeah. We do this with our kids too. I mean, we, we say no so often that when I can catch my kids doing something right, I really, really, really try to, to, to praise them for it. I just think, I feel like I live in a family with all of us have ADHD. I mean, it's just like if someone has played with the math flashcards, are they going to get put back away in the cabinet? No, they're going to get like there. So if I see a kid actually open a cabinet and put the math flashcards in the cabinet where they belong, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like everybody gets ice cream for dinner. Like this is amazing. (laughs) So That's a technique I got from my sister whenever she was potty training her kids. She was like, every time they poop, you just make the biggest deal out of it. Right. Like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Pointing out when they do that, they'll do more of that. And Uh I heard somebody just say, even just today, like you'll see more of what you're looking for. And that is so Mm. true and guaranteed you know, we may not have the same dynamic in our house that you have in your house and the lady Mm -hmm. down the street has in her house. And that's fine. You have to find the dynamic that works for you. That being Mm -hmm. said, if something's not working or you're personally feeling overburdened by a certain thing and they could pick up that slack, express that. They're not mind readers. Mm -hmm. And I went a lot of years in my marriage thinking my husband should be a mind reader if he loved me. Mm -hmm. He would just do the things Mm -hmm. if he loved me. And that's just simply Mm -hmm. an expectation that's unrealistic. Yeah. That's my own issue. Yeah. And we've also come up with this question that we ask each other whenever we're on each other's nerves or like we've done something that annoys the other person. We'll say, what do I need to do to get this done? Mm. So, like if the sprinkler outside has a broken head and it's just absolutely driving my driving me nuts every time I see it, come on, I'll, I'll deal with it for a week. You know, you pick your, you have to pick your timing, but 
when there's a day where I know David might be able to work on that, I'll say, what can I do to help you get that sprinkler head? Mm-hmm. And then that allows him to tell me what he needs first. And so it's Love just that. been a really Yeah, that's really a really good, good point because for some things that are like multi-step problems, like, okay, I need a part from Home mm-hmm. Depot and maybe you're going to run errands and you're out by Home Depot and you can pick up that part that he can then, but you don't feel equipped to like solve the sprinkler issue. If he had the part, he could do it. But the getting right. of the thing Absolutely. is the problem. So can you even divide up a single task or single project in parts that where it's like, oh yeah, I can take on that part. No problem. That's just, you know, not a big deal to me, but it's a big deal to you. So how can you divvy up those things to make the end result happen? I love that. That's a great, that's right. a great approach. So after all your people considering everybody else, I love that you're on your mm-hmm. list first, you're taking care of yourself. Then you bring in the people and what they need. Mm-hmm. Your next mm-hmm. is re- resources and responsibilities. What's that? This is the sprinkler heads. Yeah. This is the the stuff and things category that uh, stewardship. It's um, taking care of your house and your car so that the wheels don't fall off and the roof doesn't cave in. It's really a quadrant too. If you've read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People mm-hmm. or done any of the Stephen Covey type stuff, that idea of taking care of the things that are important but not urgent. Yeah. Um. It's prevention and really all of, all of heart. I mean, the first four, the first four letters are all about just staying sort of in balance. Like these are the practices that they seem so elementary, you know, it's like taking your vitamins, um, every day. So the lawn has to be mowed, the checkbook needs to be if you even if you're not going to balance it like also by the way it is 2022 do are we still balancing checkbooks or is there an app for that i there must there must be (laughs) i write check very few checks in my life anymore so my my debit card balances my checkbook for me (laughs) okay so i'm like is that is that is that what it does (laughs) um paying attention to the checking account the cash flow and the you know because I own my own business, like we have to file state taxes and we're heading into this season where we actually have to file sales tax full states, which is just where we're headed. Yeah. Um, and so just taking care of all that stuff, because if you don't take care of it, you know, you end up with sewage backing up into your driveway and we have been there, um, Mm. (laughs) recently. So no, yeah. You don't want to get to that point. Right. And so it's not only just the things that are like, "Uh oh, we got to put out that fire, but it's the things that you plan ahead for and can yeah, mitigate some of those emergency situations. Right. Mitigate is a great word. Yeah, for sure. Hey, everyone. I wanted to finish up with another show sponsor, and that is Skylight Frames. I literally could talk about Skylight Frames every week in my show because I love this gift so much. It is the digital frame and it is a gift that keeps on giving. This 10 inch touchscreen, easy to set up digital frame allows you to remotely upload photos by an email address to the frame. So if it's not given to somebody who lives near you, it is so easy to continually add new photos onto the frame and your loved one will absolutely love the slideshow that goes on and especially 
people like my grandparents who just can't get enough pictures of their great grandkids. This is such a wonderful treat for them to constantly look at on their nightstand. My best recommendation for you if you're giving this as a gift is to preload a few photos onto it and then give out the email address to all of your loved ones so they can also add new photos to this frame. So whether you're looking for a gift for Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthday, whatever, now as a special holiday offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code MOMS, M-O-M-S. That's right, to get $10 off the purchase of your skylight frame, just go to skylightframe.com and enter code MOMS. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com and use code MOMS, M-O-M-S. I hope you will love this gift as much as I do. Now let's finish up with Whitney. And so lastly, your T of the word heart is trade and talents. That sounds a little more fun than the rest of these. (laughs) I think that's the... I, yeah, it is more fun. And I think that that's why it's tempting to, when we're goal setting, to jump straight to what's my passion? What am I going to do with my gifts and talents and skills and abilities? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but when you do that, you, you neglect, you neglect all the other stuff. And, and how are we going to achieve our goals? And how are we going to get to where we want to go if we're con- constantly taking one step forward and two steps backwards? Because, we're not in the best shape physically, mentally, or emotionally that we need to be mm-hmm. to make those things in our lives happen. In Maslow's hierarchy of needs, he talks about how the highest tier is self-actualization. And and so that's what trade and talent is about. It's how are you going to use your gifts to serve the world? And for a lot of us, that is a career or a job or even a hobby that we're pursuing as a ministry or something, you know, or just anything like that. But what are we doing to serve with our gifts and skills? So that's what T is about. Yeah, that's so good. So a lot of these things that we were talking about are kind of daily things, daily habits, daily rituals to start to implement. And some are more long-term. Do you have any like First step, if this is kind of a new thing where somebody's thinking, okay, I'm going to give this a try. What's like the first thing Mm -hmm. that they can do in order to implement this type of uh, outlook? Yes. There's a, there's a section called the goal grid where you can kind of, where you can, and that's what the book does is it walks you through the process of fine. Like let's brain dump. Let's get it all out. Like these are all the things that we need to do. Okay. Now let's categorize those things into each of these letters, each, each of these five segments Mm -hmm. and and then let's let's schedule them do i need to do these things daily do i need to do them weekly do i need to do them so you can buy the book you can go through that whole process but if you want to get started today really it just starts at the top and it with h and those physical well-being practices Mm -hmm. happen daily Mm -hmm. and then you when you move to e for empower yourself Maybe those things don't need to happen daily for you. Maybe you're moving to more of a weekly thing. Maybe there's a hybrid. Maybe you, there's an the exercise in the book called the goal grid. Um, when you fill it out, you kind of start to see that a lot of these practices for a lot of the things that you need to do to help your physical well-being are going to fall into the daily category. Um, so an example of E stuff being weekly is like the 
to church on mm-hmm. Sunday? You know, mm-hmm. we don't go to church every day, but is that going to empower me spiritually? Possibly. So do I need to try to do it once a week? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the all your people, we walk through, it's just an exercise of concentric circles you at the center and then who are the people in the next circle and who are the people in the circle after that. And you don't need to have meaningful conversations every single day with every single person in your, in your, but that might be a weekly or a monthly practice. And so as you move through the acronym, it it just kind of, it works itself out, but I hope what the acronym does is help people help. It's in the process in the book. Like I help, I hope it helps people recognize and I hope it helps people uh, figure out what practices they need to do like which practices in your life in each of these five areas do you need to do to be the best version of yourself Mm. and then be intentional about scheduling those yeah I love that and like we talked about before like everyone is going to do have certain things come more naturally and, and be flourishing yes. and in different seasons too. And then other times where we're struggling. And so we have to identify in this season of life where I am, what's working, what's not, and which of these things is kind of being dropped, right? But I love this framework mm-hmm. that you've created. I think that is so, so amazing. And without a doubt, I can see how this would help you to not get to that point of burnout. So whether you're in the toddler phase mm-hmm. where you have three kids, nine months, nine months, <laughs> nine months, I still mm-hmm. can't believe that. Like that is... That is hard, and that is mm-hmm. a season of life where many women kind of lose themselves and wonder, like, am I ever yeah. going to sleep again? Am I ever going to get my mm-hmm. body back? You know, like, am I ever going to feel like my own independent human again? And so, and then there's mothers listening who are empty nesters, and they're probably going, mm. now what? So I, I love this. Mm-hmm. Where can people get your book, A More Beautiful Life, or follow you online? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Whitney English, and you can also sign up for our newsletter at my website, which is WhitneyEnglish.com. Cool. Well, Whitney, I always ask my guests one final question, and it's this. What would you tell your pre-motherhood self? I think that is such a great question, and I like to picture myself sitting on a park bench with that pre-motherhood self. Mm-hmm. And they, it's going to be hard and it's going to be challenging, but you can do this. And I believe in you Yeah. and you're going to get through it. That's so good. So keep going. Yeah. Love that. Thank you so much for your time today. I love your book. It is as beautiful as it is practical. And I'm just so excited for everyone to check it out. Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely. I want to thank Whitney for coming on the show today. I hope you'll check out her new book, which uh, launches May 3rd. I'll link everywhere where you can find Whitney on ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at JessicaDalkwas3. And I'm so grateful that you were here today. We will see you next week, everybody, for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.